Hey, unicorns! Yep, unicorns with a T because I'm the most amazing unicorn I know. And since you guys are listening, that makes you unicorns because this is the Tiffany Tune-Up Podcast. And I'm your host, Tiffany Chanel. And um, welcome back to the podcast where I overshare, overthink, overrant, and you guys love it. So... Um, few things, weekend wrap up. I had a good weekend. Uh, it's actually currently the middle of the week. I am going to try to stay consistent with releasing a show weekly and on Wednesday. So you guys hold me accountable to that, um, because that's the goal. Uh, so what did I do this past weekend? I... I relaxed a little bit. My uh, homie had a birthday party. Went to that. That was pretty fun. It was a house party. I love a good house party. Like, y'all, I don't know y'all people who are like, oh, house parties. I don't do house parties. Child, invite me to a house party because, first of all, if I'm coming to your house, I trust you and I trust your judgment and people. Um, Secondly, I don't have to get super fly, right, to come to your house party. I can just be like chill and very uh, average. <laughs> like I don't have to do the entire most. Um, more than likely, I can get as uh, comfortable and or inebriated as I want and not feel away um, or come out of pocket a whole, whole lot. So a good house party for me. Sign me up. Where's my pen? I'm there. So that was fun. That was Saturday. And Sunday, I um, did some girly maintenance. And um, shout out to Prism Noir, um, nail, full nail studio, um, nails, hands and feet studio, black owned. Shout out to um, Tanisha Garrett. Well, you guys might know her as TK. So Miss TK and um, Tina. And you guys can follow them or check their workout uh, at Prism Noir, P-R-I-S-M-N-O-I-R-E on uh, Instagram. And if you want to follow the ladies uh, individually, you can follow Nail Tech uh, T-K-G-A-R-R-E-T-T-N-A-I-L-S. So that's TK Garrett Nails. Or you can follow Nail Tech Tina at uh, C-A-K-E-A-N-D-I-C-E-C-R-E-A-M-N-A-I-L-S. That was a lot, but that's uh, cake and ice cream nails. So shout out to um, TK and Tina at Prism Noir, uh, located in downtown Detroit on Broadway. Check them out. Those girls are amazing. They're wonderful. They're young. They're doing it big. I'm very proud of them. I started going to see TK when she was actually at a different uh, salon. And literally months later, I look up and her and Miss Tina are opening their own. And I'm very proud. Um, And I definitely followed her when she left because (laughs) I was like, "Um, take me with you. And so um, shout out to those ladies and um, go see them, you know, support, right? Um, So I got to do that, and what was fun about that was I actually got my little sister to join me, and she um, showed up, um, 
came through and we got to get some sister time in and I was more than happy that she was able to come out. Um, and then after that, we uh, went to my parents' house and kind of just helped them get the house in order for um, Thanksgiving, which is coming up. So let's go ahead and segue right on in to uh, today's topic, which is surviving the holidays, if you dare. <laughs> um, and I'm going to... Uh, attempt to keep it short, sweet, and brief. Um, we can all uh, get anxiety and have feelings about spending time with our family, especially if we don't do it often or even if your family is very close-knit. Something about the holidays, specifically right now, Thanksgiving, brings a lot of um I don't want to say stress, maybe stress, but um, a lot of preparation, right? Especially if you are the resident cook or if you are responsible uh, for the gathering or if people are using your home, that type of thing. So let's just hit some major bullet points and talk about ways to kind of navigate through this holiday and hopefully without choking and uh, smacking one another in the process um, because we don't want to be violent, right? We love our family. Uh, we try to get along best we can. And when we do have to go to these gatherings, <laughs> um, it's not all like we're not always in control of the narrative, right? Sometimes we are at the mercy of somebody else's house. So we're, it may be somebody there that you ain't really feeling or, you know, a cousin you might have gotten into it with back in the day, but both of y'all invited. So you really got to kind of you know, put your big girl panties on you, big boy boxers or whatever, and kind of hopefully put your differences aside um, to come together as a family. So let's get right into it. All right. Number one, visiting multiple homes. So for my people out there who are married or, you know, like you're in a serious relationship or you like me and you single and people love you, hopefully, and uh, they want you to come over um, and you have several people who are thinking of you and want you to come over. Um, I'm sure that can be a task uh, for you. Definitely for me when I get multiple invites, because in general, I don't really like house hopping um, unless everybody food just fire and I got to make my way to everybody's house. But in general, I try to limit it to like two houses if I can. Um, and that's because, well, one, I just hate driving. Let me just be very clear about my disdain feelings about driving in general I just don't enjoy it doesn't matter if the weather is beautiful doesn't matter I just never I drive out of necessity so like if you ever want me to go on a road trip with you um probably my spot is the DJ like don't like if I have to drive I will but if I don't I will not volunteer so that being said I limit um the houses I go to right um but if you're in a situation where you are married and you um, have to like visit your family and then visit your in-laws family, you know, try to plan your day in which you can give both households or whatever households you're visiting 
ample time, right? You don't want to spend all your time at one person's house and then, you know, you get to the other person's house and you kind of trying to cut it short because you're tired or maybe you got to go to work the next day. I hope your employer is one who gives you Thanksgiving and the day after off. My employer is. So I'm wishing that for all the unicorns out there. Um, but if that's not the case for you, um, what is nice is, and what, what I'm actually doing with my family, um, so my uh, sister and her husband, and shout out to my sister's in-laws, right? They are just amazing. I love them as if they are like my immediate family. Uh, they always invite me over as if I'm somehow kicking it with somebody in their family. I'm not. They just love me and love on me because of how much they know I love them, um, how much I love their son, my brother-in-law, and, um, you know, how close me and my sister are. So they invite me everywhere. And I'm very, very grateful um, to have been invited once again uh, for Thanksgiving this year. Um, my mom, though, has decided to cook as well <laughs> this year which wasn't really the case last year. She kind of kept it small. So now this year she's like really into it. She's excited. So now um, I am going to do my best to make both. And so what I'm going to do is show up at my mom's a little earlier than maybe I normally would. That way I won't just kind of shoot through at three or four and, you know, get my plate. Hey, how you doing? Hug it out. And then I'm going to um, my sister's in-laws, like I'm going to make an effort to go over there a little earlier, maybe do brunch, help her prepare. And that way we spent an ample amount of time together. And then when I leave, I won't feel the guilt of leaving. <laughs> It'll be like, okay, I've been here all day. Love you so much. Um, kisses and ta-ta because I have somewhere else to be and it's all good. So if you can kind of space your time out in that way, I implore you. Uh, to try to time manage a little bit so that nobody will kind of feel like they're getting a short end of the stick, including yourself. So there's that. Um, so when it comes down to cooking, next point. Hey, listen, I'm going to straight up put it right on out there. There are certain things that I got down packed and there are certain things that the ancestors have blessed some of us with and some of us not. And one of those things is dressing. And therefore, I have to give a shout out to my homegirl, Stacy, Chef Stacy, love you. Um, because she is going to tutor me right on through <laughs> this dressing that I have to make for my family. Um, because I don't want to mess it up. You Thanksgiving without dressing is a sad affair. And I have charged myself with it because nobody in my immediate family seems to know how to grasp dressing. And so I reached out to my homegirl because I know that she has the goods on the dressing. She is a professional chef. Um, and so I trust her <laughs> judgment. I've had her cooking. And so I will be over there the day before Thanksgiving getting this dressing together because I feel like the family's depending on me and I don't want to let them down. So with that being said, Thanksgiving, if you can't cook already, if you don't have that recipe down, um, it's not the time to try it out. This is not the time. If you haven't given it a few test runs, 
Don't do it for Thanksgiving. Do not surprise your family with your first time making macaroni, especially the main dishes, the dishes that are important. Like we can toss your little tuna casserole to the side or whatever else that's not like a staple, especially in the black family household. If it's something that we kind of can get over, like potato salad and you know, something like that, then seven layer bean or whatever, but you can't be test driving the mac and cheese, the yams, the greens, the dressing. Like those are not dishes that you test drive. Like you got to already have did your lab work, have done your, uh, results and came out with the best possible one and you have already had had to have other people taste it before you bring it to the family so if you know that you're one of them people that don't got a good hold don't you dare offer it up don't offer up your services don't do it um be helpful in other ways like offer to like come be the um prep cook be the sous chef like I dated this guy one time he could cook me under the ground when I say I can cook but he could cook me under the ground like he was a chosen one by the ancestors who could just cook anything and no matter how much I try I couldn't cook it like him right so what would I do I would march my little ass in that kitchen and I would be sous chef like okay I'm not gonna sit here and act like I can cook like you but what I am gonna do is chop these onions and cut these carrots and make you a drink and be as supportive as I can in the process without actually doing all the cooking because you got that player I do not like I'm gonna give you that I'm gonna go ahead and give you that and I'm gonna clean the kitchen when you're done because that's my way of contributing to what's going on right so you also need to have that spirit uh ladies gentlemen uh cats and dogs when it comes to major holiday functions and meals, not the time to kind of just be, you know, offering up services that you really aren't sure about. So let's just keep that in mind because we don't want to embarrass ourselves and we definitely don't want to embarrass our family. Um, moving forward, awkward conversations. Whew. Listen, I, you know, I'm going to give y'all some advice that I'm not going to take because... 30s, being in your 30s for me has done something to me in which my filter is non-existent, barely. Um, maybe it's dirty. I need to clean the filter. I'm not sure. Um, and then I'll be a little better at it. But um, the awkward conversations, politics, um, golly, your career, your relationship, like what's going on? So like for me, again, you know, in my singleness, people love to, you know, pull you to the side and auntie, you know, whoever, hey, you know, when's you going to bring a boo or when's you going to bring your boyfriend around or do you have a boyfriend and what are you doing now? Where are you working now? Listen, if you're not a family member that I talk to on the regular who already is privy to this information, don't ask me unless you want me to ask you, where's Uncle Joe? Isn't he supposed to be here? Is he at his other family's house? Because <laughs> we can play that game all day, baby. So all I'm saying is when it comes to those awkward conversations, um, I think it's okay. 
I think it's okay to talk about things, but if you feel it going left, if you feel like it's going to drag the whole mood of a turkey day down, then let's move forward. Like, let's do that. Because, you know, we're already participating in, you know, a holiday in which was, you know, I'm not, let me, never mind. Listen, I'm just glad <laughs> that we get off work, most of us, hopefully, and we get to, um, be with our families no matter the reason. So, um, I would say it's okay to answer a few questions, but if you still, um, or start feeling like you are under attack, you can either segue or don't hesitate to pack your plate up and leave because, baby, I ain't too proud. I will be like, you know what? I left the oven on and I will pack a plate and I will be on to the next house or on to my house. Either way, it's up to you. Like, I'm just going to give you whatever energy you're giving me. That's what energy I'm giving you. So um, that's how I would deal with awkward conversations. Um, and speaking on relationships, uh, wow, you know, for me. I have been fortunate enough when I when I was dating uh, somebody serious or I did have a spouse, um, they were able to hold their own. If my parents or anybody would ask them questions that I might kind of feel like they may struggle with answering, luckily they were able to kind of navigate and I didn't have to do too much protecting of the spouse. Um, sheesh, if you're in a situation where you feel like your spouse is trying to be respectful or they don't want to say too much back and you know, that's not their general nature. Oh man. Especially when it comes to stuff like my friends who are in interracial relationships and you, you know, you want to make sure that your Worthington is woke. You want to make sure that they know etiquette. If there are things about your family that they need to know prior to going, soft spots, things that, you know, you feel like might be red flags that might draw up conversation that might cause drama, you might want to warn them before you guys show up. And then hopefully that'll help navigate through some awkward situation so if you feeling like you know things are coming up and um you you you're not feeling easy about it or you know your partner might be sinking in the quicksand you know go ahead and uh rescue them on out of there or kind of again i'm good for segueing the conversation real quick and getting the attention off of me if i feel like it's making me or my guest uncomfortable and if that don't work bouncing is always the option i'm telling you you gotta self-preservation <laughs> like you gotta do it at all costs right so there's that um I don't know why this has to be a talking point, but based on some pictures I keep seeing on social media, um, based on some horror stories I've heard about people's potlucks at work, here's the thing, uh, tunicorns, pets, 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 not in the kitchen, and not at the table. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I said what I said. Nene Leaks edition. Please. Please. I know any other day, any other moon, 
your pet is a part of the family and they can still be a part of the family on Thanksgiving. I promise you nobody is mad that Fifi is around and nobody hates Gertrude the parrot, but no pets in the kitchen, no pets at the table. I feel like if kids have to sit at an entire ass kid table, then pets should have a section as well. Ain't no way the kids should be isolated at a kid's table, but the pets get to be around any of the food. Like, I don't care. That's unsanitary. If I come to your house and your pet is roaming free, very closely to the food, anywhere around the food, if I see you finishing up or bringing uh, dishes in and your pet, listen, you ain't got to worry about me staying I won't even be petty and take the bottle of wine that I brought. I'm going to leave it because you're going to need it because I'm out. I'm not staying. In general, keep your pets out of the vicinity of the food and the entertaining area. They'll be fine. I promise. They won't miss you that much. You probably get on their nerve anyway. Moving forward, y'all bitter Bettys and negative Nancys. Listen. Don't nobody want your negative energy around the food. Then it's going to taste like despair and hopelessness. Keep your negative ass at your house. If you're going to come and you're going to drag everybody's energy down and talk shit or be negative. Listen, we came to eat and we came to have a good time. And you can take your ass and be negative at home after that. If you in general feel like you in a mood or... You know, you feel super obligated to be somewhere. It's best to just not go. Like you, I promise you, ain't nobody going to miss you for real. Because they already know what kind of fuckery you coming in on. So if you feel like you're going to be moody, Judy, just stay at home. Just, just, let's just do that. Um, For the nosy Nancys and messy Bessies of the family that want to be all in your business. And I touched on it a little bit, but just to reiterate Just in case you think it's not you, because it might be you listening. You might be nosy, nasty, messy, Bessie 2.0. Listen here. All I'm going to say is this. Be prepared for the clap back. If you get in my business or you try to get in my business and I don't want to share and you keep pressing on and marching on, I'm going to march my ass right on in your business too. So you be prepared for whatever questions that I might have for you about your personal life if you want to keep pressing about mine and I'm trying to tell you that I'm unavailable to talk about it and you want to keep on then be prepared gloves off we talking about it all and I just hope your wig don't get snatched in the process you feel attire let's talk about it so here's the thing black people we love to get dressed up to sit in grandma's living room the same living room we've been sitting in since we were kids and do nothing but waste yam juice on our outfits if you not going multiple places and you not you know trying to make an impression the family already know what you look like they already know you they never seen you in that outfit that you got on today you probably owe somebody some money that's there and you're going to come in fresh to death. Now they mad at you. Now you create negative aura uh, for the holiday season. Listen, 
If you don't have to get fresh to death, the mood is stretchy pants, right? Jogging pants, stretchy pants. We doing t-shirts. We doing tank tops with cute sweaters. We ain't doing tight jeans. Why? Because if your button pop off and hit Nana in the forehead, you're not getting invited over no more. I promise. Nana's not having it. Mama's not having it. You're going to have to sit at the kids' table because you don't upset everybody. If you can avoid wearing your Sunday's best, you should. Because why? We're not doing nothing but sitting around and eating, y'all. That's all. You can be cute in your uh, comfies, right? You don't have to be. You can wear the matching jogging suit. You know what I'm saying? You can put on some clean socks. We ain't saying come bold. Get your hair cut, you know? Because we got to look at you while we eat and we don't need no upset stomachs. But you ain't got to come in like your flyest of fly. <laughs> please don't, actually. Please don't. Don't do it. Save that for some actual event where it matters. Not Thanksgiving dinner with the fam, bam. Okay? Got it? Cool. Um, now that we covered all those things, on a serious note, I know a lot of people, um, you know, who don't have anywhere to go. And these are people who have family. These might not even be people who are single. So we're not going to just, you know, make it specific to single people, but, uh, elderly people, um, there are people who lost loved ones this year. Um, my heart goes out to you. If you lost a loved one, you know, and not even this year, if, you know, if you lost a loved one and every time the holidays come, it reminds you of them. And, you know, that's where you used to congregate. And no matter who it may be, the holidays going to be tough for you no matter what. And I get it. I definitely feel you. I've definitely lost loved ones that I miss and wish they were here for the season. So with that being said, y'all, if you know somebody, like I live today, um, I live in an um, apartment in my building. Uh, one of the older ladies, I befriended her. My apartment actually used to be a senior home, right? And it's not anymore, of course, because I live here. But some of the seniors, they haven't moved out. They're still here. And so, you know, I speak, you know, I'm cordial. I am, you know, respectful to my elders. And one of the ladies in particular, I befriended. And so she'll text me from time to time. And so she texts me today and asks me, you know, hey, what are you doing for the holiday? And, you know, I told her, hey, you know, I'm probably going to my parents and, um, you know, my sister's in-laws. And she was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. And she's single. She lives by herself. She doesn't have kids. And my heart was breaking, like, and I asked her, you know, why not? And she said, well, I don't drive and people think I live too far. Um, and so my heart was breaking, y'all. And and I just say that to say I definitely let her know that I will be bringing her a plate because she then continued to say that she's okay. <laughs> she's going to cook a little something for herself. And she honestly doesn't really want to go anywhere. I'm going to ask her again just to make sure because that might have been a cover up. But once I told her I'm going to bring her a plate, she said, fine with me. <laughs> and so I'm fine with that. As long as she's fine, I'm fine. Um, so, yeah, check on your people, y'all. Like, everybody don't have somewhere to go. Um, and, I like, honestly, for me, there's been years where, like, my mom um, and my dad, like, my mom's like, oh, I'm not really cooking this year. And, yeah, I could drop by, but, mm, you know, the whole, the whole theme of it, right? 
Um, so I'm grateful that I had have had friends in the past. And um, like I said, my sister's in-laws who have done like uh, Friendsgiving. Shout out to y'all doing Friendsgiving. I love to see when people do Friendsgiving because everybody knows Friendsgiving is spending Thanksgiving with people you actually like, not people you forced to be around. But I love a good Friendsgiving. I'm actually doing one. Um, with some of my friends, even though we're doing it after Thanksgiving, but Friendsgiving be so lit, games, people you love, like just getting together and just kicking it. Um, so shout out to people who do Friendsgiving. I definitely can't wait till I get a bigger space and I can do a Friendsgiving, but until then I will be participating, (laughs) um, with the ones, um, who have the space and who want to do it. And I am looking forward to my Friendsgiving with my uh, work family coming up soon. So shout out to y'all. And, um, you know, last but not least on this list of things, taking food home, y'all, y'all people who like to pack up the plates, especially y'all people who ain't bring nothing. Listen, the food is there to eat and the food is there for the taking. Absolutely understand. Right. But can we be courteous? Like, do we have to pack up all the plates? Because to be fair, Thanksgiving is on Thursday, if I'm correct, right? We shouldn't even be eating Thanksgiving leftovers past, like, Saturday, Sunday. It needs to be a wrap. So you taking all of that food for what? If you got a tribe of Judah, you should have cooked a little something at your house so that you can have something. Now, if you just got to have Auntie Teresa's banana pudding and you can't make it like her, of course take you some home because you can't make it like her and you want to feel nostalgic for a couple days after Thanksgiving. Cool. But if you got a whole busload at the crib, you can't be trying to feed them for the next few days off of what we all eating on at one person's house. Don't do it. That ain't right. It ain't fair. I'm calling you out if that's you. At, 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 at. Put it down. Stop it. Get a plate per person and be done. Don't be trying to pack everything up when people not looking. It ain't fair. It ain't right. Be courteous. Unless your host come out and say, y'all, I don't want none of this food. Take it with you. I'm not trying to see no more food. Then by all means, Go ham for the lamb. Get your food, pack it up, do what you got to do. Get on out of there. Be courteous, be kind. And don't be a dork this year. You, y'all need to start offering to help clean up. Unless you just got to leave and you have to leave. Whoever hosted, they, they went through a lot of trouble, y'all. To have you over, to, to clean up, to make sure everything is right, to make sure the house is a home for y'all to come and enjoy yourself. If you can offer to help clean up, offer to help straighten up. When y'all see them pans start getting empty, throw them away. Take the trash out. Those little gestures mean a lot to the person who is hosting or the people who decided to open up their homes to y'all. Don't be jerks. You already came. You got full. You ate. You drank. You acted a fool more than likely. So go ahead and exercise your right um, to be kind. Right? Right. Now that we're all in agreement, (laughs) I'm going to leave y'all with my favorite segment of the show, Tiffany's Two Cents. And since we are already in the spirit of Thanksgiving, 
talking about food and how lovely food is. You know, every year, y'all want to circulate this meme around. And y'all know which one I'm talking about. It is a picture of a woman. She's in the kitchen. And she is like around this island. And this island is like full of food or whatever breakfast food it looked like in a picture. And of course, the lame ass caption says, Do women still cook like this for their men? <sighs> Insert eye roll. Listen here. First of all, I don't understand why men are so obsessed with whether women can cook or not. Seeing as how a lot of y'all don't even have a stove for us to cook in or on top of. Y'all priorities are in the wrong damn place. Why y'all so obsessed with whether we can cook or not? It bothers my soul. So, like, full disclosure, for me, my household growing up, right, my mom and dad were very focused on education. So, most of the cooking that I learned, my dad definitely taught me. My mom, she was more into education. She was like, I'm getting my degrees. Um, All y'all kids is here. That's lovely. But um, I'm not here for the shenanigans like I'm gonna cook the bare minimum and y'all gonna get this education y'all gonna bring me back A's and B's y'all gonna go to college you know that type of thing so her focus wasn't really on you know getting in the kitchen and learn how to make gourmet meals and my dad he definitely taught me the majority of the things that I know how to cook and one thing he always said to me which I appreciate was you need to learn how to cook for yourself. You need to know how to cook for yourself. You need to know how to take care of yourself. And you need to know how to make basic things because when you get older, you're going to be mad. And when, you know, your mom and I aren't around anymore to cook for you, you need to know how to take care of yourself. Like, you should never be dependent on another person to feed you because when you are dependent on another person to feed you you are also giving them that same power to starve you so with that being said I was very grateful that my dad or my mom never hit me with oh you need to learn how to cook for a man you need to learn how to cook to get a husband you need to learn how to cook so you can trap a man like listen here I'm very glad that I didn't grow up in the environment that put the pressure on the women in the household to learn how to cook in hopes of trapping a man. But it was, you need to learn how to cook for survival. And I think a lot of times women at a very, very young age, and I talk to my homegirl about this all the time, uh, Tisha, about how even like at a very, very, very young age, right? When you look at, a lot of families or even maybe if you take account in your own uh situation growing up right a lot of times you see when these holidays come and when these you know celebrations come and thanksgiving christmas anytime where there's a lot of food that has to happen right where's the little girls the little girls are in the kitchen on a step stool in a little chair and they are being taught from 
knee-high grasshopper how to clean, how to cook, how to do all the things to maintain a home. And a lot of times you look up and where are the little boys? They somewhere in the corner playing. They outside riding bikes. like, And the girls are at a very young age almost groomed to be caretakers and to run the household and you got to cook and you got to clean and you got to know how to do this laundry and you you know and at the end of the day we're conditioning our sons and the our men to grow up into codependent ass dudes and now essentially you looking for a mama that you can have a relationship with and then not be legally immoral like like that's really what it boils down to because at the end of the day everybody should know how to cook for themselves take care of themselves and I just the fascination and I somebody tried to troll troll me on Twitter the other day and this guy was like the same women who are talking about men need to be providers uh, can't boil a pot of water and those are the bitter ones and I was like sir what are you even talking about in general women were not placed on this earth solely to cook for you to take care of your food needs like there are women that I know that enjoy cooking immensely for their family. They enjoy cooking immensely for their mate. And that is wonderful. And if you can throw down, do your thing. If that's something you really enjoy doing and you're not doing it feeling obligated, especially if you're not doing it because your man can't boil a pot of water, then go forth and be great. (laughs) But if you are... The same way y'all men don't want us looking at y'all or to y'all for, you know, oh, you you only want me because I'm a provider. Like, y'all want us to be provided. Like, y'all will be real quick to call us gold digger when we looking for, or a gold digger when we're looking for some financial stability. Or if we say out our mouth, oh, you know, my man got to have six figures and this is that because if not, I don't want him. Uh... Y'all, I feel the same way when y'all start talking about your woman gotta know how to cook and she gotta know. Like, why don't you know how to cook for yourself? I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't. You should just want to know how to nourish yourself. And if you don't, go ahead and pick up some skills. I get a book. YouTube is available. It's too much social media. It's too much access to the world now for you not to know how to make basic meals for yourself. And if you don't know how to make the big things or the things you love or the things for some reason you only feel like women can magically cook, like when it comes to the turkey, the dressing, the macaroni, like, no, you can learn how to do that too. You, I promise you, you can. The obsession with women know how, knowing how to cook and that being like a deal breaker for y'all, it baffles me every time. Like I'm astounded. A lot of times I'm like, it's beyond me. <laughs> and ha ha Davis, like, like it's beyond me. Like I, I, I just, I mean, for me to be honest, I, I guess we all got preferences, right? I guess we all like what we like and we want what we want. To be fair, if I mean the Lord knows my dream, man. He will be a chef. 
he will be a cook. My king, my king, where are you, my king? Like, if you throw down in the kitchen, I promise you won't ever have to wash a dish, never in life. If you could throw down like that and you want to cook the majority of the time, I'll cook, you know, whenever you don't feel like it. But if you bomb and you better at cooking than me, by all means, king, get in there and do your thing. I implore you to do it and like I said I prefer a man that can cook and one that can cook better than me because I don't have any um hang-ups about a man being a great cook but I also don't look at it as a deal breaker like would I love it sure but if it don't happen okay and I just wish guys would adopt that same philosophy and understand like if a woman can't cook to your mama's standards or your granny's standards she ain't your mama or your granny and she don't have to and if that's such a deal breaker for you then learn how to cook for yourself because y'all passing up so many good women or women and these women might even be open to learning how to cook like that y'all just shoot straight past it oh you you don't know how to cook all right then no i got my woman got to know how to cook like all right sir all i'm saying is with that mentality you're not gonna get too far so you might want to, you know, revisit that in your mind, in your head. Um, your feelings about that being a deal breaker. It's so many other things, y'all, that could be a deal breaker as opposed to she can't cook. And your obsession with women and why they're not cooking for you. And trust me, when we out here cooking, sometimes it might be a thing where you need to evaluate why a woman not cooking for you. Like, maybe you're not doing nothing to make her be like, you know what? I'm going to make this man some hot water cornbread. Think about that as well. Just saying. Um, those are my thoughts. <laughs> I'm done ratting and raving. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. I hope you get to be with your loved ones and hug on your loved ones and listen to some good music and eat some good food. Um, as always, if you have thoughts, questions, Um, If you want to send in a letter for advice, you can remain completely anonymous. Just say so in the email. And it is tiffanytuneup at gmail.com. T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-T-U-N-E-U-P at gmail.com. And good news, the podcast is now available on most major podcasting network so if you have spotify if you have itunes apple um google podcast or anywhere you listen to your music your podcast you can find tiffany tune up and if not go ahead and continue to listen through the anchor app um but for the most part it's out here y'all it's on all the major podcast networks so <laughs> listen um i appreciate you guys Uh, Thanks for tuning in and I will talk to you guys next week.